Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. My New Year's resolution was to read more. So I turned on the subtitles on my Netflix, and that's how things are going uh, on this side. Um, just kidding, uh, but not really. Um, I hope you all realize that every day is a fresh start. Every year is a fresh start. I have some New Year's resolutions here um, that I'd like to go over, um, the first of which um, is going to be to not ape into projects that I see randomly on, t- on TikTok. <laughs> Uh, the second of which is going to be um, to contact my co-host a lot earlier when I want to uh, make a move on an investment so he can keep me straight. And the third of which is to podcast more in 2022. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of the New Kids on the Block podcast. That opening was inspired by my wife. Um, uh, bless her heart. She isn't the most creative, but she's a lovely human. And she gave me that idea of the New Year's uh, resolutions. We are recording Thursday, December 30th. Um, we're a couple weeks off. Um, you know, we were kind of going through the holidays here, a little hard to record. Um, we're going through a little bit of uh, um, health health related stuff, but I won't touch upon that too much. But uh, I've been waffling for a bit and I haven't even introduced you to. Hey, you do. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm much better today compared to the past week. And um, speaking of New Year's resolution, my New Year's resolution is to um, drink less. And I realize saying that, you know, makes me sound like a like an alcoholic, but I'm not. But, you know, I, I do have my gin and tonic with me here. So let's see how this one goes. Don't don't be a quitter, as they say. Don't be a quitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm we're actually recording. Uh, I'm in my new little setup here. I have uh, set up new mic. Uh, I'm in my nice. my new office area, um, and I just want to rec- uh, you know kind of warn the listeners that tonight's podcast might be a little bit longer than normal, um, and that's just purely due, due to the fact that we want to do like a kind of a year end review and and kind of talk about the current state of things. And hey, man, if Up Only TV can do a four hour podcast with that British dude Kobe talking. Uh, I think I think our listeners can can survive a little bit over an hour. What do you think? Kobe got nothing on us. <laughs> Kobe, dude. By the way, did you listen to that thing? I mean, I, I got about. Two I listened to the entire four hours. You yes, to the entire four live. Hours? That's mm-hmm. that is commitment, man. Um, mm-hmm. But it was so good. There's so much alpha in there. So I highly recommend it if you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. Yeah, if you guys are unfamiliar, um, Kobe is like kind of one of the original uh, investors. He's been through everything. Um, if you're unfamiliar with kind of the I guess the timeline of, of cryptocurrency from, from beginning to end. Um, I would listen to that podcast. It talks about Mt. Gox. It talks about all the various different hacks. It talks about how, you know, Bitcoin was hacked at one point, like the guy's been through everything and it's um, really, really interesting. Uh, listen, right. If, if you're unfamiliar with, I mean, Again, it's very tough to listen through four hours of anything, but if, if you really want to dive deep into the rabbit hole, it's a, it's a good listen for sure. So, Yeah, probably won't be as good as this show, but um, yeah, give it a listen anyway. Yeah, shout out to Kobe, big fan of the pod. Uh, Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, one of the OGs out there. Um, 
you know, I guess as we as we jump into this, you um, markets up, the markets down, the markets up, the markets down. What does the market say today? If you read the tea leaves, what are you? Uh, what, what's your? What are your impressions on on what's going on out there in the crypto market? I think what what we're seeing this entire week is what I call a kind of people closing the books, going to the beach type of thing. Like, I think we touched on this briefly last, maybe two pods ago, when, you know, at the end of the year, you know, holiday season, people are ready to go on holidays and big funds closing their books, you know, at the end of the year. And we're seeing a lot of people harvesting their tax losses, um, including myself. I actually, just before the, 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 the pod, I... I closed uh, some of my my losing trades. Uh, there's a few of them, uh, which I'm not proud of. Proud of. Um, might touch on that later. But basically, people are trying to um, cut their losses before the end of the year, and try. I don't what do you got a Tamagotchi there or something? What, 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 is that? <laughs> what is that in the background? <laughs> it's my new uh, NFT project. Okay. Interesting. No. Um, so basically people are trying to cut their losses in order to you know avoid further drawdown and also get some tax benefits and by harvesting their tax losses they may be able to to you know offset some of their gains they made this year and uh, considering like how many people have made gazillion dollars this year selling nfts uh it's not entirely crazy that some people are selling off a little bit just before the end of the year to kind of you know limit or or i guess you know shorten their their tax bill a little bit next year so i think that's what what's going on in the markets like there's not really too much activities going on the volumes are down the price is down um i think for both bitcoin um and ETH, they're kind of in no man's land you know despite the drawdown we're seeing in the past really few few weeks now right they're not really you know, the, the structures structure is not really broken but um, yeah, it's really just in no man's land, right? It can it could go a little bit like ten percent down. It can still doesn't change anything. So yeah, I mean that's that's really what it is. It's 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 the hard tax loss harvesting season, as I call it. And you know we're just waiting. Every everybody just waiting to close the books on twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, if you're kind of paying attention as well with the legacy markets or you know the equity markets, S and P five hundreds. Past couple of days have been kind of up. And today mm-hmm. opened up heavy, heavily up. Um, and then four o'clock rolls around and the whole market dumps. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hmm, I wonder why, I wonder where that came from. The whole market's up 2%, 1%, which I guess, remember folks, in a traditional legacy market, that that's a lot, right? One, one or two points yep. on top of all-time highs are, are you know, is, is significant. And then you you look back at market close and everything's a quarter of a point down and you're like, hmm, I wonder where that happened. So, right. um, yeah, I, th- I think I think obviously the, the big one to look at is is Bitcoin. Right. Um, you know, it's it, it is the mover and the shaker. It's up roughly, one, you know, one percent over the last 24 hours, but it's down roughly 10 percent over the last week. So um, I heard a really interesting kind of theory about how the market moves based on the full moon uh, and today is a full moon and it market traditionally dumps on a, have you heard that? Or is that, am I just in the wrong circles? I think you're definitely 
in their own circle. No, but you, you know, we... <laughs> but you know what? There is a uh, crypto witch. I think her name is Marin. Uh, she she's on Twitter. She's the one who um, said she it. Has her own like. She's the one who said it. Oh yep. yeah, of course. Yep. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I think she's. We should try to get her on the show at some point because she's very, um, you know, she has her magical touch. Let's just say when it comes to trading using astrology. Yep. So never know. Maybe you know what's funny. I did. Um, I did do some back testing using her. I think there's like a full moon indicator. If you look at how the full moon indicator aligns with the the charts actually aligns pretty well i would say like 70 percent of the time it does you know it's a pretty good indicator of when the price pumps or dumps so maybe marin is, is not wrong after all that's how weird of a year it's been everyone that you know i'm basically looking out for the full moon uh to see whether or not i'm gonna uh, pump or or you know pump my bags or yeah. Or, or sell. Um, I've been waiting to see. I was hoping the market would dump more today. I know that's like sacrilegious to say, but <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of just been marginal. Um, you know, type. You know, some things have been growing today, but uh, yeah. And, and and speaking of weird things, like I've also remember um, there was this like hamster uh, that was trading better than human. Did you hear that story lately? I haven't. Is is it? Is he? Uh, does he also do transfer rumors in in football, or is it just? So, uh... so it, it's it's strictly a crypto thing, at least as of yet. But apparently, there was just like a weird little hamster who was like, people were making him to trade crypto, and he was doing much better than your like I don't know top hedge fund managers, you know, trading crypto, and basically it was making like a million of dollars like in the simulation right so maybe this is the year where everything just goes to hell when when you know astrology astrologists and um you know little 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 animals are trading than the most of us yeah you're gonna have to link me to that because i i still don't know how they set up that experiment like does it if he goes to the water it's specific security i did yeah let's Let's not go by that or the full moon. Let's let's try and look <laughs> at things holistically here and just kind of take a look, I guess, at um, maybe some some current events that have been having some interesting effects on the market over the past week. So mm -hmm. uh, I think there's one on the top of uh, your mind that you want to talk about. You want to kind of lead us into that? Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that we missed last week since we didn't pod uh, during the holiday was the um the big web free war uh that was going on in crypto twitter so basically uh, jack dorsey as we know the the founder of, of twitter who has recently resigned from twitter and started building her uh his own company uh called um uh not you know square right it's square it's it's a it's an existing company but he's trying to build web three he came out you know, all guns blazing against the people who are, who are advocating for Web3. And basically his argument is that you guys think Web3 is built for the people, by the people, and it's going to be, you know, everything like super democratized, but that's not the reality. And his argument is that 90% of that gains from Web3 will still be consumed by VCs. Um, unlike, you know, um, you know, Unbeknownst to most people, you know, who are arguing for Web three, it's still going to be a VC's uh, game. Um, and then that, once that tweet came out, it sparked the you know the outrage of the entire crypto community. 
everybody was like, how can you say this? You know, you're a part of the people who who, mm -hmm. who, who were advocating for Bitcoin in the beginning, right? Jack Dorsey is one of the big Bitcoin OGs. And even if he's he's a Ethereum hater, we'll, we'll give him a pass on that. He's very big on like decentralized um, finance and decentralized um, culture, you know, within the, the, the Web3 world. Right. And the fact that he came out against, you know, the, the, the core benefits of Web3 is very detrimental to to the spirit of Web3. So, so so what he what he said official I'm just going to read his tweet right so mm -hmm. he tweeted you don't own web3 the vcs and their lps do it will never escape their incentives it's ultimately a decentralized entity within or with a different label mm -hmm. and then he tweeted the next day uh, which was Wednesday of last week I'm officially banned from web3 showing a a, uh, a a picture of him getting blocked by Mark Andreessen. And if you guys aren't familiar right. with Andreessen, he's the guy from Andreessen Horowitz, which is, you know, a very large VC firm, right? That uh, he, he yeah. blocked him on Twitter. So, and I think there's like another funny tweet from our Mark Andreessen. He was like, "Oh, you always want to curate your own followers, but also you want to curate your your block list, which is kind of hilarious." He's just sub um, subtweeting the the creator of Twitter, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so why, meta. Why doing that? So meta. It's very meta. So these guys, these big VCs, they're they're just they don't have anything else to do, right? They can just like beefing with each other on Twitter all day. And and, uh, and they're A sixteen Z, right? They're that's mm -hmm. that's yeah. yeah. So if you guys are familiar or unfamiliar A sixteen Z, they also have their own tech podcast. Um, where they talk about all the new types of emerging technologies. They're a big uh, venture capitalist firm, right? They invest in in startups, yeah. and um, I, I know we yeah. I know we plan to talk about Web three for people, but is it is it good to just do like a quick primer on Web three because we never actually got around sure. to kind of talking about Web three, and 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 maybe it's important to kind of talk about why why Dorsey kind of feels that way. Right. Cause I mean, there are some merits to what he says. I know the crypto community isn't, isn't too happy about it. They're just calling him a big Bitcoin maxi. Um, mm -hmm. but I kind of agree with him a little bit, but, but, but let's talk about web three a bit. So web three here, I'll give my definition and you, you come and clean up like you always do. Right. So, um, <laughs> web three is kind of this newer generation of applications that are being built on top of the internet that provide a mechanism for the, for the user, for the user of, of that actual service to profit share in, um, the market that's associated with that application. Right. So like, for example, Hypothetically, if you were to use Twitter in a Web3 world, um, you know, e each one of your tweets would be associated to, you know, a certain value that you would get back, right? Because it would provide, you know, something back to the overall community, et cetera, et cetera. Is that like a fair example description? I know it's a, a very primitive one, but. No, that, that, that's a great, great way to explain it. And I, I just want to steal um, somebody else's definition of web3 actually it's more of a, like a, a, a corollary uh, of web1 2 and 3 uh, i think the, the it goes like this right so it's like web1 is like read only well uh, web2 is read and write web3 is read write and own so i think that summarizes really well 
like basically in Web three, like you said, you know the 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 creator of the content not only writes their content, but they also have the ownership of those contents to themselves, and they are being incentivized using tokenomics、um, to to get benefits out of this content they generate. So it creates this kind of a a, a virtuous cycle. For the creators to be rewarded for for good content, and、uh, they can continue to generate more content、um, to be rewarded with more tokens, and you know it it becomes a, a flywheel effect, which is going to be long term beneficial for for the users and the content creators themselves. Yeah, that's good. And and for anyone who has no idea what Yudu just said, go on your um your your big shiny box thing with the keyboard attached to it, and、uh, right click on a file. Um, and if you do the get info or or check properties of that file, you'll see read write execute. It's a, it's like a file permission thing.、Um, mm. But I no, I think that's I think that's a great example. Now, now where I kind of agree with Dorsey is that,、mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at、um, the premise of Web three is great, right? But it's underpinned by a lot of these platforms. You know Ethereum, all the big layer one chains that are out there, Solana, etc. Right, that are predominantly you know heavily VC,、um, imp- you know they're impacted by by the VCs, right? Whether it's right.、Um, you know Three Arrows Capital or、um, you know some of the other、um, big A sixteen Z, A sixteen Z is another one, right? I mean you have.、Mm-hmm. You know, MicroStrategy just bought fifteen hundred more Bitcoin today, <laughs> so like we we, <laughs> we can't really say that. Um, you know the the premise of Web three is great in in actuality, but it, the underpinning and a lot of the liquidity that's provided in the market is actually coming from institutional right. money, right? So like he he's not like he's not he's not wrong. He might be a little snide about his comments, but you know like if if people are looking at this glass half half full, it's you build Web three specifically so. You know, you have more say in the types of things that are being built and the success of an overall project and that technology and how it's being leveraged. And if you're looking at a glass half empty, which I think Mr. Jack is is doing, he's saying it doesn't matter what you do because you're always going to be helping the VCs that own that own you know the, the the market share of it, right? Which is how traditional markets work in general, right? So. Yeah, I, I I do agree. Like the the degree of of nuance you put in there, I think when it comes to、um, a debate like this, it always comes down to to the nuance. I think Jack maybe was was simplifying things a little bit or over generalizing generalization generalizing things a little bit by saying that oh the VCs and their LPs own Web three, while in reality, I think it's more you know somewhere in the middle, right? It's on the spectrum of Of ownership, so instead of having in a traditional Web two world where the VCs and LPs have total control of the entire Web two world, in Web three maybe it's more slightly more balanced, right? It's even favoring more towards the users. So instead of、um, having use having、um, the VCs and LPs deciding the 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 owner the the stakeholder、uh, ownership distribution of the entire company. Um, you have the users, the early adopters, who could potentially, by participating in these protocols or these Web three、um, projects, 
they're getting rewarded early on. Uh, I know we're going to touch on some of the early uh, airdrops that's happening in the following, but basically the users are getting rewarded like firsthand. They're not buying any coins from the VCs or the LPs. They're directly interacting with the protocol and in return, they're getting their rewards um, in the form of those tokens. So in a way, uh, I do agree, sure, like all of these these big projects are being funded by VCs, but in this case, the, in the Web3 world, the users are getting the first-hand rewards um, ahead of, if you know, sometimes uh, ahead of the, the VCs, which is never unheard of in, in a Web2 world. It's definitely unheard of. I think a New Year's resolution for me is going to be to be more optimistic because you <laughs> you're very optimistic about this. I am I'm jaded by the corporate world, I guess. So just kind of like it, it's kind of a, a carrot stick thing. Like like folks sure are getting tired of right. investing all of their time and money into these platforms and not really get rewarded. I mean, you look at you look at folks on TikTok and their creator fund mm -hmm. and you know, they're getting you know, millions, tens of millions of, of views and they're making $6 per million right. view. Right. Like exactly. I get it. Yeah. Like I 100% get it, but, but even, even getting an extra smaller slice of the pie for me, it just, you know, what comes with that that's extra slice? Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket yeah. for, for yeah, and, that's true. And, 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 yeah. and it's like, you know, it, it's, 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 it's it's the curtain, right? It's it's the Wizard of Oz. It's like don't look what's behind this curtain, mm -hmm. but here here's a shiny new brain, right? Or here here's your you know here's your heart. Um, you know it's yeah. it's, it's you know the, the the tiny morsels are being are being given out um, from the from the giant feast behind I, the curtain. So. I, I think it's it's more of like an incremental step that we or sure. progress we're making towards yeah. that ideal world. Like I'm not saying like I'm I'm like all in you know. Like not everything is rosy in crypto or Web3, but at least this is like the first step towards full de decentralization. And decentralization comes in different shades, right? Like there's a spectrum of decentralization. I'm fully aware of that. Um, and I think a lot of things in crypto, you know, I have to acknowledge that even to today, a lot of things are not very decentralized. Like we can't sit here and pretend that you know, um, like even a chain like Solana is, is super decentralized. It's not, right? Even Ethereum has its own issues uh, when it comes to decentralization. But what we're trying to do here is to make those incremental steps, you know, towards better decentralization, the democratization of of usage of, of, of benefits to, to bring them benefits back to the users. And that's what I'm more excited about. I think that's something... That has never happened in a Web two world, you know. When it comes to like Facebook, like when was the last time Facebook paid you for any content you made? Uh, was that like a trick question or? Was that... <laughs> it was a rhetorical. Okay. It's probably, the answer is probably never, right? For ninety percent of the time, unless you're like a, a celebrity you, or you making. You gotta specify when you say rhetorical things, because I'll just I'll just say whatever. <laughs> I'll just start talking, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. So, yeah. And the answer is probably no for most of us, right? Yep. I mean, like Facebook has never like paid us anything. Like, if anything, they're just milking us like little little puppets. You know, they're just making money off of our data and making us, our lives miserable by manipulating us. But come to the so, metaverse yeah, because I mean, this... I'm a rain man and I tell you to do so, right? Yeah, no. 
um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, yeah. And, and to that, to that end, um, I, I can't wait for that MetaMask, uh, uh, airdrop because, uh, I finally started, Oh, you know, it's coming. I finally started yeah. using some, yeah, I know that, um, um, you know, the, the founder there kind of, you know, kind of basically confirmed it on up only, uh, TV, you know, dot TV. So on the show, he basically said that, that that's going to come. And if anyone's unfamiliar, go, you know, if you use MetaMask as a user, uh, make sure you go on there and do some swaps, um, using the MetaMask swap. I mean, we're, we're, we're just guessing at this point, it's all speculation on whether or not that's going to be the, uh, kind of the, uh, the, the limiting, uh, thing that gets you an airdrop yeah. from MetaMask, but, but just go on there and use their, their decentralized. Swap. I think, I think the MetaMask airdrop is going to be the biggest airdrop ever. Yeah. And I don't mean like in terms of the the dollar value, but in terms of the the impact and scope of the you know the outreach for that for the airdrop. Basically, everybody who has ever participated uh, in the crypto space, you know, unless you know, minus those people who've never participated in anything on chain, but but anybody who has any sort of on chain um, interactions uh, in crypto will be rewarded. So I think right now MetaMask has about like twenty million um, users. Uh, in total, uh, in the U.S., so that's gonna be yeah. I don't know about the number, but like it's gonna be very influential, and it's gonna be great, right? In the world of Web three, where the users, you know, the early adopters are gonna be rewarded immediately. Well, well, let's now that we're on the topic of of airdrops, let's talk about Open DAO, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So, um, Open DAO, you know. Um, which, you know, we, we've talked about DAOs uh, quite extensively over the course of the past couple months on, on the pod, um, which are, you know, decentralized autonomous organizations. We've obviously talked about, you know, Constitution DAO and, and you know, the people token. We did a bonus episode on that. What's Open DAO and why is it kind of germane to the, the Web3 war that we were talking about with, uh, with Jack Dorsey? Yeah. Yeah. So this actually segues nicely um, from the Jack Dorsey story. Uh, basically, I think two or three days after this this Jack Dorsey drama, um, there's this new new organization, new DAO uh, called Open DAO, just popped up on the internet, and they're a anonymous uh, organization uh, which started to um, airdrop to anybody who has interacted with OpenSea uh, in the past, I forgot the exact threshold, but anybody who has, has interacted with with OpenSea in the past few years, maybe, uh, or eligible to claim the OpenDAO token, uh, which is called SOS. What a name, right? So basically, you'll be able to claim any SOS tokens based on your usage of the OpenSea platform. And... I think overnight, I think this happened like on, on the Thursday night around like 1 a.m. Um, Eastern time in the U.S. And overnight, people were just starting to go crazy over this because um, like most people who have traded NFTs were eligible for this, right? And as soon as they, they were able to, to eligible to claim the tokens, they did it. And this is like huge slap in the face for Jack because basically... Pretty much everybody in crypto was eligible for it, and they can get the tokens, and they are able to to trade it if they want it, or they can hold it, or they can use it for governance tokens uh, for voting purposes down the road. Like basically, it's almost like immediate rebuttal to to Jack's um, statement that you know people don't own Web three, 
in this case, you know, almost everybody in crypto were eligible to claim the tokens and then own the piece of the the DAO by claiming those tokens. So that that immediately created a huge, um, I would say, wave of support for Web three and Open DAO uh, in the crypto community. Yeah, sorry, I was just googling how to get that airdrop because uh, I've paid an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can. I think, I think uh, the only threshold is you have to pay over fifteen, fifty nine dollars uh, in order to be eligible. Oh, that's which, that's the I, gas now one, or is that the, yeah, yeah, yeah? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about the gas yeah. now one. So yeah, for for OpenSea one, um, yeah, I don't think there's a such requirement. So yeah, you should be eligible, but you know. Anyway, I think the the point is that <laughs> you, I think people are basically right. They're they're getting their they're getting their money back in a way, like by interacting, by adopting early, they're getting rewarded for it. And uh, I, for one, I'm very happy to claim my 59 million uh, open DAO tokens, uh, even if they're worth like I don't know, like a hundred dollars at the time. So. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, you know, it's 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 just a not not only for like speculation, but also for like governance. You can use the DAO. I think they just started, you know, electing their delegates this week. So you, if you have enough tokens, um, it's like a proof of stake system. So by by proving that you have enough um, tokens of the token DAO, you'll be able to to run for for the office to become like a delegate. And then, um, you know, if you win, you can basically become, you know, one of the the key delegates, um, and then you'll be able to participate in a governance process. So yeah, you can think of it as a, a delegate proof of stake kind of system. Um, obviously, the more tokens you have, the more uh, say you have as a delegate. Uh, but anybody who who has any tokens will be able to vote for you, and then their their tokens would also count towards your vote. Or, so, yeah, or you could hold them and sell them. That's another option as well, right? You can do that too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people make a lot of money, you know, just overnight. I think somebody sold for like 10x overnight. Yep. Uh, it went it went down since, but, you know, you can still um, somehow, I think the price is still up like double, it doubled price since since the opening. And that's, so that's the opendow.com, right? Theopendow.com. Uh, we can put the, it in the show notes for some. Folks. Yeah, we'll put in the the show notes. Um, I'm sure you bought an NFT off of OpenSea, um, and if if you have, you might as well get some free tokens, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. I mean, obviously, the uh, you know, there's there's been a bunch of airdrops this year, um, and maybe we'll talk about it. One of my biggest regrets of not actually registering an in ENS domain, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, anything else that we should talk about uh, in terms of the the Web three war? Yeah, I, I think the, the only other thing I'll mention that is, is um, you know, as we kind of close out for the year, I think Web three could be huge in twenty twenty two. I think the fact that we are we're talking about it, you know, in the in the late month of December is is a testament to the fact that you know things are just heating up. And personally, I think we're going to see a kind of a breakout year for Web3 in 2022, alongside some of some of the other issues like Metaverse and um, GameFi, etc. But Web3 is just started. 
I think the Open DAO is just or the Constitution Constitution DAO is the like the first um, kind of a shot in the dark, you know, in terms of exploring the possibilities of using DAOs to mo- mobilize funds for an auction. Um, but there will be so many more DAOs to come. You know, there's Open DAO already. There's also the Gas DAO that we touched on previously. Uh, there's like a, a millions city DAO, and there's like a millions of other DAOs that's coming out. You know, in the wake of of those 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 harbingers, and I do think you know you know as we go into to the Web three, you know, coming twenty twenty two, all the the DAOification of all of these these organizations trying to do things in the Web three world is going to, to be something I'm very excited for. We've only just begun to live. White lace and promises. No, uh, some of my favorite horror movies start start that way. You do so. Famous last words: uh, <laughs> Web three is coming for you all with a very oh, yeah. sharp knife. Okay, um, maybe we'll switch it up and go into some of the year end stuff, and maybe we'll also switch it up and do a different, slightly different format. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've I've always been, you know. Like you asked me a lot of good questions over the past few pods. I, I feel like as we 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 run towards the end of the year, I just want to kind of turn the table a little bit and maybe like ask you a few questions. Okay. And you know, see how you react to them. How about that? Well, we're making a big assumption that people actually want to hear what I have to say, but I'm I'm for it. I think it's <laughs> uh, I think it's an interesting approach. So yeah, let's let's dig in, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. All right, so. All right. So the first question: What is the one trade or investment you are most proud of in 2021? Most proud of uh, the most proud of one, I think, is definitely pe- um, you know Constitution Dow. Um, it's mm. been the best trade that I made. Um, obviously, I have to thank you for that nice. one. Um, but that one was um, very lucrative, and um, the concept behind it is obviously great as well, right? It's it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, we failed at, at buying the constitution. We're all going to leave and it's an open community now. And, you know, let's see what, what the hell will happen. Right. And I thought yeah. that was a, a powerful concept. It's obviously been a great investment. Um, when I jumped in, it's, you know, it's probably like 10 X. So, um, nice. you know, I haven't, I haven't 10 X a lot of things. I've actually lost a lot, <laughs> um, you know, di- you know, diving into the deep end of, of crypto, but, uh, but the constitution Dow bet, um, that I made, which obviously, also as as like a newbie um kind of you know when i say newbie i mean i've you know i've been i've i've, I've owned crypto honest. yeah no i've i've i'm yeah if i'm if i'm being honest i'm gonna uh, talk about um use the kobe line that i used a thousand times on, on up only if i'm if i'm being honest about it um i you know i've been in crypto since 2017 i've owned crypto I've bought terrible things like Cardano and XRP and, and Dogecoin and Santa Coin and a bunch of other nonsense. And, you know, Constitution Dow, you know, people token might be nonsense as well, but it, at least it's been a lucrative one. Um, and, you know, there's there's no main utility for it right now. But, um, you know, it was kind of my for- first foray into buying stuff off of decentralized exchanges as well. Right. So like, you know, getting on, you know, getting on a MetaMask and using, um, using PancakeSwap, right. Um, luckily Mm -hmm. I had some Binance coin out there, so it was easy for me to, to kind of connect my wallet and, and, uh, and make that trade. But, um, 
yeah, it's it's that that's probably the one I would probably be the most proud of. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's just a, for such a good cause, right? Like you said, like even if even if it failed at the um at the auction, you know, we, we weren't able to to buy the buy the original copy of of the Constitution. Like in a way, the fact that we failed to buy it almost made the story more, you know, appealing. Like it, it makes it more interesting that now if that we failed, like imagine like if they successfully, uh, you know, bought the constitution copy, maybe this thing wouldn't blow up, right? Maybe it would just be, oh yeah, 40, 40 million, 47 million, however uh, much they paid for it, you know, it's probably money well spent anyway. And then, you know, that's it. We, we probably wouldn't have a kind of the after story of, of the, the craziness after that. And the fact that we failed to to make the bid, and then we 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 you know the constitution DAO gets effectively dissolved, and now it becomes like a fully decentralized thing. It makes it even more fascinating to me. Like imagine like what types of things can happen, right? It's 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 limitless. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that you were able to to make that trade, and you know I think I think the more exciting things are to come. And right. The fact that there's so many people already building utility for people it's it's encouraging for me we are like, people we are people. we are all people, are all people right people. what about you I like people. if i flip it back on you what, what's like one of your most proud huh you know what i haven't thought about it that's, you that's wrote the these questions and you didn't think of them? like <laughs> come on man come on that's that's how spontaneous we are in this pod um but you know if you put me on spot um i would say the one trade I'm most proud of in 2021 is I would say I moved some of my, my early in the year, right? I moved some of my um, position from, um, I think it was from Ethereum to Avalanche. That's a good one. I think that, that, yeah, that move probably didn't make too much sense at that point. Uh, it was not a big position. It's probably like less than 30%, but um, it, it turned out to be uh, a, a good move because the way uh, Avalanche moved, uh, it was much faster. Um, you know, no pun intended than than Ethereum. Um, you know, I'm I'm still an Ethereum fan, but I feel like at that point there was a, a bit of um, inertia or frustration with an Ethereum network, and I just thought, you know, I I might as well just flip to something else, and maybe I'll come back later. Um, but yeah, it turns out to be the, the right move. Yeah, we love Avalanche over here at New Kids on the Block. So uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. I can co-sign that. Yep, for sure. All right. So, okay, we talked about the positive. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to switch over to a slightly more negative one. What is the one trade that you regret the most this year? Ooh, I traded my my single status uh to being married no um i have a i i probably have two that pop into my mind um i'll say the first one is just not buying um during the summer dip um Mm. like i knew that i wanted to buy ethereum when it was like 2600 um and i was just kind of waffling trying to get you know my funds together and figure out how to buy and figure out the right. landscape and everything. And 
you know, I ended up waiting too long. I don't, I don't think I actually made my, my, my purchase until like, you know, in the September time frame, which was, it started climbing, mm-hmm. climbing up to like 3,100. I think that's where I bought around. Um, so it wasn't terrible, but, um, I kind of regret that. Um, the, the, the bigger right. thing that I regret is get is FOMOing into a couple of these NFT projects. Um, I caught mm. the end of the wave where people were just yeah. doing, you know, NFT drops every other week. And that was the top, isn't that's it? That's the top. Yeah. There's, there's, it was, it's like the ICO bubble, right? It was just like, right, right. You know, and I, I got involved in some, and some projects look cool. And I mean, the one I even talked about on the podcast, it was called the Shikai. I th- I'm pretty sure it just ended up being a rug. Like they oh, didn't, no. um, they didn't end up selling out. But like the thing that I feel really ashamed about that one is that like, you know, the CEO of it or whatever, like they did like a a doxing where they came out mm-hmm. and the guy like you know posted a video and he's like this you know 17 year old kid from the fucking uk and i still went and like bought a ticket afterwards like an absolute moron like like i i kind of i kind of really regret doing that and and getting involved in some of those projects um where i should have been like getting involved in you know some of the projects that you were talking about more but again like you just you have to make your mistakes i figure um absolutely and those were some of mine for sure yeah yeah. Yeah. You you've you've got to buy the cum rockets first before you can find Bitcoin <laughs> and Ethereum. So. Well, there's another uh, explicit episode right there. Thank you. You do. Uh, right, what right. What about you? What about what's like one of your worst moves of the year? I I do have the one for this one. So back in um, May earlier this year, uh, it was around the, the um, April Coinbase top. I I already joined. Um, clubhouse you know which is the audio app for like you know it's like very popular in the u.s and i, I had joined a kind of a, a chinese community nft um like a like a, a audio house room and i participated in it I, I listened to the to the community they were talking about this thing called board ape and when i went into the room everybody has a board ape you know like a profile picture uh in there in a profile and I was like, "What the heck is this? These apes look so fucking ugly. I, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't know what they were doing." And everybody was talking about. It. They were so excited about it, and I just didn't get it. Um, <laughs> and fast forward three months later, I, I checked back in again. They were still talking about it, and they were asking me to buy it. Um, I didn't buy it because I still think that the apes look absolutely ugly. I'm like, what the You're heck? You're not wrong doing? about that, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm not at that point. I think to myself, I am not spending to Ethereum to buy this ugly looking board ape. And little did we know that two Ethereum turned into 40 mm-hmm. and then 50 Ethereum three months later. Yep. So had I, had I, <laughs> Had I do anything, had I just buy, bought one board a back in May, I would have 50x my investment by this point. Yeah, so, pinnacle of yeah. NFT, right? I guess that's, you know, that and CryptoPunks are the two premier projects, right? So for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still coping like to this day, but at the same time, I, I feel like maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe the fact that it, it doesn't really speak to me as a as, as art. Mm-hmm. 
tells me that I'm not meant to own it. Right. I'm not meant to make that money. So in a way, I'm I'm almost relieved that I didn't make that move, uh, because imagine even if I I had made that purchase back in May, I probably would have sold it when it 10x or even 5x, because I didn't really like it. Right? I I didn't、mm. really enjoy enjoy owning it. But you know, yeah, I mean, just just something that you know you learn over life. You're like you're not supposed to. To own everything、uh, that you see, like just because somebody told you it's going to go up, you shouldn't buy it.、Um, and even if you had bought it out of your own volition, you would have sold it early anyway. As an American, I take offense to that、um, because everything we see, we must own. That's how we got this great country in the first place. <laughs> I have a quick follow-up question for you, though.、Um, sure. Will the Chinese community、um, adopt a, a, a half American, half Greek boy from New York into their clutches because? <laughs> I feel like they have a lot of good insights into、um, various types of investments, and I'm just I can br- I can bring stuff to the table. That's all I'm saying.、Uh, I'm I'm telling you, these guys are like the most the, the smartest and most also most hardworking people I've ever seen in my、yep. life. Like they literally they they hang out on Clubhouse twenty four seven. They just you know hang out in one room and they talk about like what's going on in the market, and they work as we work as a group. To figure out when the next move, what the next move is, and then they go invest on it, and it's literally like, like I, I wish I had more time, like just putting more time into it. But like literally, that's all they do every single day. Like half of them, they're already retired anyway,、mm-hmm. but they they just like in full time in crypto, just finding the next edge in the market. So、and、to answer your question, yeah, absolutely, we can definitely use a Greek American boy in the group、I'm, just for diversity purpose. I'm just saying, you turn the T in, in you know, in, in my name to to a Q, and you know, I go from Fody to to Fochi. I mean, yeah, man, I'm I'm right there, you know, I'm I'm, I'm close. Uh, okay, uh, what's your next? What's the next one, man? Let's let's fire through these. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So, next question: What is your favorite fly under the radar project this year? Ooh, I'm gonna do one that's not really like sexy, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I love the project, and it's Chainlink. And it's like you could say a bunch of projects here. I'm sure that are interesting, but your favorite Oracle Chainlink is going to be. One of the most critical components to Web three to cross chain functionality, right? Being able to interact across Ethereum and Avalanche and Solana and you know Terra and you know, all of these different types of layer one solutions out there,、um, Chainlink is going to be a pivotal piece and component to it. It's been、mm-hmm. roughly flat、um, for、yeah. a majority of the year, and for that reason, I I feel like people just forget about it. I think it's one of the、right. most solid investments that you can make out there. I'm consistently,、Absolutely. consistently dollar cost averaging into Chainlink, and I think next year if they do something like,、um, like staking,、um, which potentially might might come out,、uh, like creating like a Chainlink node. So I'm hearing whisperings about that. I think it's it's one of the most fundamental projects out there. Fundamentally sound, technically sound,、um, good tokenomics, and because it. You know, it it's been relatively flat. You know, moving up and down within a five and five to ten percent、um, kind of bandwidth. There, I think it's it's relatively under the radar. And、um, I, I, you know, it's it's this is not financial advice, but that's that's one project that I will consistently buy. Hundred、um, percent. Yeah. 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 
I think, yeah, Chainlink is definitely the cornerstone of most DeFi projects. And if you recall earlier um, through our discussion with, you know, with some of DeFi hacks, the fact that they got hacked was because, you know, they weren't using Chainlink as their pricing oracle, um, you know, which speaks to the volume of, of the, the types of the importance of having Chainlink as a pricing oracle. And there's like literally no competitors here, right? Chainlink is the, is the middle where the, 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 the only piece uh, that's going to do the row. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty bullish for Chainlink uh, as a as an infrastructure play in the long term as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you know, like I in my day job, I I work in the middleware space, right? Of, mm-hmm. of like application architecture, and people really forget about the criticality of that component, right? When you're building any type of platform, um, for sure. And yeah, Chainlink, yeah, Chainlink is 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 really. Uh, fundamentally sound project. I'm I'm really bullish on it. So yeah, that's my under the awesome, radar. Awesome. What about you? Um, for me, I, I might have to be boring and say something avalanche related. Um, Predator Joe is probably my favorite under the radar project. Joe, you know, the token has been okay lately, but I do think the 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 Dex platform is going to do big things in 2022. Uh, it's already done pretty well in 2021. And, you know, with kind of, you know, the, the development that Avalanche has seen in the past year, Trader Joe has definitely caught some some of that, that tailwind, so to speak. And I expect them to continue to perform better, um, you know, in terms of the, the types of functions that's being offered on the platform, but also like the, the pricing action. Um, yeah, I'm pretty bullish on Joe. That's a good shout as well. Yeah, Joe. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Avalanche at one point had... Um, kind of the second most TVL, um, you know, or total locked value, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, on the, on that chain. And then I think Terra recently kind of, uh, tore through that a little bit. Um, but, right, uh, right. but yeah, it's, um, obviously Trader Joe, a fantastic, uh, fantastic cool. de- decentralized exchange. Yeah. All right. Next one. So what is the one move you wish you had made? The one move, well, I, I talked about, um, I, I'm going to go a little meta on this one. I talked about, um, you know, not buying Ethereum earlier or whatever, but I think that really the one move that I wish that I made was I wish I took this more seriously during the first cycle of the bull run in the beginning of the year. Um, like, I mean, we've, we've known each other for a, a pretty long time. Um, and I, I wish I really you didn't take me seriously, huh? No, nah, not that I didn't take you seriously. It's just that it was kind of out of sight, out of mind for me when I thought, you sure, know, when I was, yeah. when I was looking at crypto, you know, I had, I had invested in it in the past and I kind of just stopped looking at it for whatever reason. Um, which I think some retail investors just do naturally during like bear cycles and yeah. stuff. But, um, Obviously, if I had taken it more seriously and, and didn't stop looking at it, I could be um, infinitely more wealthy, right? Just just uh, just by making very marginal investments over the course of the past four years. Heck, even at the beginning of this year, right? So um, it, it's it's not like a you know like I can look to one move that I wish I made from an investment perspective. It's just I wish I allocated my time differently. And if you look back on your life, I think that's one of the biggest regrets people have is like, I wish I did more with my time. 
yeah, I wish I wasn't, you know, dicking around playing PlayStation and following the markets a little bit more because, um, you know, it, 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 there's real big potential for wealth accrual, right? Um, investing sure. in crypto. Yeah. So the, 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 the cost, um, the, what do you call it? The opportunity cost in crypto is so huge, right? Like the, every day you're not looking at it, you're not investing, you're not researching, you, you, you're losing a lot of money by doing that. So, um, but yeah, you could also, by doing that, you could also um, miss out on some other more rock projects. So there's, yeah, there's I mean, that's, that's there, that's there. I think, I think, you know, the, the greatest thing to keep hearkening back to is just like the, the market cap idea, right? That like cryptos, mm -hmm. I think was, was just, just a little over 2 trillion of a market cap. That's the same market cap as like Apple, right. Or something right. like that. So it just, you're just talking about the infancy of crypto. It's not too late to get into it. Um, hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you understand that and you're just trying to accumulate a little bit more knowledge because the potential to, to, to grow, um, the overall market in general is substantially high, especially when you think of things like, you know, investment banks kind of trying to create crypto trading platforms and all of the institutional money that we've already touched upon in this episode that's getting dumped mm -hmm. into the market. Um, you know, the, the last thing really to come is like that, that next wave of um, real life uses for crypto, right? And when that right. comes, I think the rest of the retail world will come. And, yeah. and, then, and then people that are in now are going to be infinitely better off down the line so i i think i totally agree with that i think we're, we're still early in the sense that like the real connectors are not here yet like right now we're, we're still in a, in a very niche market where like i don't know if you guys you know a few nerdy guys just gets into DeFi and start like you know degen lp farming and then they, they, they trade nfts they're flipping jpegs like it's still very niche if you think about it. Like as much as we talk about crypto, like almost every single day, single week, it's still a very niche thing. But imagine when you have the next company or a protocol comes in and then try to build this bridge between this metaverse and the real world, and then bring those real users into the crypto space without any sort of friction. Yep. Right. Like, with, imagine like you can trade crypto without MetaMask. Imagine you can do Dex trading without MetaMask. Yep. Like, if somebody can figure that out, that's not only gonna benefit themselves, but also bringing millions, billions of users into crypto. Yep. And I think that's gonna be the real game changer. You know, I'm, I'm I'm like really looking forward to somebody to actually build this stuff because that's going to actually shift the entire landscape of crypto. We're no longer talking about a few a few thousand millions guys you know using the metamasks and open seas we're talking about the real big boys coming in to the game yep yeah for sure yeah i'm like i'm excited to see kind of kind of where that goes and if this is you know we we won't know now or i mean you might know because you you caught both cycles of of the bull but you know for someone like me who kind of you know limped into this a little later in the game i won't know at least probably for another couple of years, whether or not this was a good investment in time of my time. But I think that it is, and I'm, I'm very positive about it. So the, the only thing I can say is you start early because Bitcoin hasn't hit a million dollars yet. There we go. <laughs> oh my God. Let's get to the next question. <laughs> 
All right. Speaking of hopes, yeah. What which project? We're moving on into the kind of the looking forward to the future, right? Yeah. So, which project do you have high hopes for in twenty twenty two? Project that I have. So, so one of the pro, one of the projects. I mean, it's a tough question because I have high hopes for all of the projects that I own. No I'm kidding. Um, but right. Um, that's why you own. Them, that's right? why you own them, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why I own them, not because you didn't tell me to buy them. But no. Um, one of the projects that I have the highest hopes for actually is not, it's something that I don't own. Um, but I fundamentally believe that what they're trying to do is really revolutionary and that's helium. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with what helium is, helium is a blockchain that's out there that is trying to provide this paradigm shift for a decentralized wireless infrastructure. So what they are doing is they are selling miners, right? That you can go and, you know, you can, you can buy a couple of them and put them out on your house and they connect to your local internet. And what helium does is they provide, um, you know, a wireless network infrastructure that's basically backed by all the big boys, right? It's backed by every, you know, wireless type of provider out there in the world. Um, and they provide their own wireless network um, for folks to actually go out and leverage. And what it's going to do is it's going to provide another decentralized mechanism for people to actually um, connect their wireless infrastructure. And it's going to provide wireless infrastructure to places in the world where it previously could not, right? So in developing countries, um, you know, imagine if you can now have Wi-Fi because, um, you know, a bunch of people, you know, that are out there are helium mining on their, you know, on, mm -hmm. on their networks. And I, I think that is like such a unique and interesting project. I, I really hope that it succeeds um, because it takes a lot of the, the, centralized nature out of general kind of infrastructure. I mean, you know, obviously we're all talking over wireless, right? So such sure, a critical yeah. component in our lives. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful that they do big things in, in 2022 and beyond. It's, it's certainly an interesting project mm -hmm. in the sense that there's no like copycats to it. Like, right. It's literally yep. the only thing, the only protocol that's doing this right now. So in that sense, you know, it might not face a lot of competition. Um, I do like the idea. Uh, I think that the idea is a little bit over my head and I'm not like a telecommunication expert, um, but, you know, certainly the possibility of like decentralized telecommunication, it, it's quite fascinating to me. Um, I have to do some more research myself, but the fact that you're you're endorsing it, it's going to prompt me to to look into it more. Yeah, I would, so we'll see. I would check it out. I mean, I, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, 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 I mean, we talk about people, uh, people, you know, people, people coin, this is like the people's network, right? Um, like, mm -hmm. so I think, you know, it's uh, um, like Dish Network is the first major carrier to deploy on the Helium 5G. Um, it's been touted in Forbes, Time, Fortune, CoinDesk. There's 448,000 global hotspots um, for Helium. Oh, wow. So, like, I mean, the thing's going to go on with, with or without us. I mean, it's, it's not like, I mean, I'm, not, I'm personally not invested. I don't think you are. But 
I think what it provides is this network, this network of decentralized, uh, yeah, you know, telecommunications, if you will. And I think that's right. such such an awesome idea. So I hope they do well. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What, what about right. you, man? What are you hopeful for in 2022? I think I'm going to go back to what we began with uh, in this episode. I think I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to call out like a specific project, but the whole web free concept is going to be huge for me in, in next year. Um, basically, we're, we're going to see, in my opinion, an explosion of web three projects. Um, you know, that's going to play kind of in conjunction with with metaverse with GameFi. Uh, we're going to see like the, the true adoption of web three, in my opinion, like, we're going to see a huge inflow of, of ordinary users who are sick and tired of being or being taken advantage of under in the web two world and decided to flat to to flee to web three because you know if, if it offers better incentives better um better like user experience but also like giving them the the opportunity to participate and own their their own shit i think that's that's something i'm truly excited for in next year yeah absolutely yeah i hope uh i hope i hope we can all make some money on web three um since we are at the uh at the pinnacle not the pinnacle but the, at the precipice of it you see why I like helium because I'm full of hot air. Okay, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, so this one. Okay, I like this one a lot. So, what is one thing you have learned in crypto this year that you find beneficial in your life? Mm. I think it's just the overall um, understanding emotions. So like we are all emotional creatures and that's why we lose to like trading bots all the time. Right. Um, because, um, they're programmed to do something like very, very specific, very, very well. And we are not right. Mm. Um, unless you program yourself to do that, which I still haven't fucking figured out where to find that like no knob or switch, but, um, we're not Mark Zuckerberg. We're not so. rain men like yeah. Zuckerberg. So it's like, you know, um, especially over the course of the past month where everyone's expecting for the market to continue to zoom and, and to keep going up. And you know, that, that doesn't quite happen. So what do you do? Um, you look at your phone and you cry because the market's dumping and you see red, or do you turn it off and go do something else and meditate and try and be tranquil? And I think um, that's something that, is important in crypto, but it's also important in life, right? Just right. just be able to unplug and try and take as as much as you can the emotional aspect out of what you do in your day to day, because you tend to be more rational and make better decisions when you do that. And I think uh, crypto has kind of helped help me move along on that towards that. Uh, I, I can uh, totally relate to that. Like in my in my first cycle back in um, 2017 or 18, I remember seeing I, I bought the top right. Like no mistake about it, I bought the top in 2017 when Bitcoin hit eighteen thousand dollars, and I thought you know this thing's going to 200k at that point. So I went went in, went all in on the top, and then just see that little candle just drip 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 down, and all the way down to like. 3k next year 
So in the in the coldest winter of 2018, <laughs> you realize that you know that this is this is it. The, the market is over, right? This everything's over. Um, so I didn't I didn't look at it for for like a year and a half, right? I didn't do anything between 18 and 19 on um, towards the early part of 2020. Um, but then you, you kind of almost like thicken your skin over time. You're like, okay, this this has the market has totally desensitized me. So now, now I can sit back and actually, you know, look at my, my, my trades and look at my fundamental, like I can run my analysis, you know, without any attached, uh, detached from any emotions. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Like you, you need to like detach your emotions from, from the, the trades. Like, like we shouldn't be traders. Nobody should be traders. We should all be investors because, you know, unless you're like a super good trader, uh, you're going to lose money. You know, the only, th- the only way you're going to make money is by, detaching yourself from the situation and then approach it from like a value investing perspective and then make logical decision, you know, at the beginning, right? And then just don't touch it because, you know, if you look at every single day, you, you're going to be fake out. You're going to be shaken out of it. So, yeah, I mean, just don't like, don't put too much time into it. Like put put a lot, a lot of time into it in the beginning, but like don't like look at every day and checking your phone every five minutes to see what, whether your portfolio goes up or down because that's going to wreck you uh, emotionally in the long run. Yeah, I bet you thought I was going to say uh, go buy uh, Dogecoin, right? But uh, <laughs> that's what I learned the most in, in crypto in real life is by... Uh, actually, no, I was at uh, celebrating Christmas uh, at uh, you know my, my family's house and I was talking... Talking to a couple of my cousins because they're like all like, huh. yeah, you know, they want to know all about the crypto stuff and all that great stuff. Sure. And um, yeah, my one cousin's like, you know what I got? I got some Dodge coin if you're interested in that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that Dodge coin, baby. Yeah. So, you're like, um, I've, I've, uh, I've grown out of that phase. Yeah, already. I've moved on <laughs> to greater e, uh, e-news out there. Um, no. Very good. Um, okay, cool. Um. Did I ask so, yours? Your uh... yeah, of course. So, I guess, I guess one thing. I actually, I, I you know, one the first thing was was actually exactly what you mentioned, like how to detach yourself from the emotions. Um, but just to to make it slightly different, I also learned how to like when you when you find the trade, have conviction with it. Right, and by that I mean not only you're you're doing it fast. As as soon as you identify that one gem that you think is gonna it's gonna go five x ten x, not only you should add quickly, but also you should add a big position into it, because you know if you look at your the concentration uh, of bets, uh, you have to make like concentrated bets in order to to succeed. Because um, otherwise, if you put like ten dollars into into a trade that you think is gonna work, even if it does play out, it's not gonna it's not gonna make any significance in, in your portfolio. Yep. And the only thing, the only way that's gonna work is if, if you see something that's gonna work, you put thirty percent in, and if that thing goes up ten x, you basically three uh, x your entire portfolio. So. That's that's my biggest uh, lesson learned. Uh, th- it doesn't always work. Like yeah. it has to be very sure. Like that that is the play, and you know you're gonna fail sometimes. Actually, most of the time you you are gonna fail. Yep. But when you identify that one project, that one protocol, that one coin, 
that you think it's going to be the the the, the trade of the year, the trade of the century, go heavy in on it. Don't hesitate and don't 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 dilly dally. Don't don't be meager and put like five five dollars into it. Yeah, crypt, crypto is the casino, right? So, like, really if、is. you ever go to the casino, um. And you go and sit down, and you put a couple, you know, hundred bucks down, and then you give them your 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 card, your player card, and all that stuff. One of the things that they track the most is the amount of time that you sit at the table, right? And that's because the longer you sit at the table, the better the chances are that you are actually going to lose all of your money. But if you go and sit down,、right. the odds are actually better with with a couple big bets. You have a higher chance of of winning. Right than you would if you sat there and spread out smaller bets over a period of time because the odds are stacked against you. Well, I hate to break it to you guys, but the odds are stacked against you as well in the crypto、mm-hmm. casino.、Um, so、yeah. that's that's a pretty good shout, man. I mean, really, you know, betting with conviction, right? Investing with conviction.、Yep. I think it's make concentrated bets. Yep, it's critical. Yep. All right, I'm afraid we've come to the very last question of the evening. Are you ready for this? I was shaking in my boots and I couldn't unmute. So yes, I am ready for this. <laughs> All right, suspense. Okay, so what is your? Actually, let me preface this by saying,、uh, I think I talked about this in the past.、Um, like I, I only do like a crypto podcast every four years. So basically, every time there's a bull market, I do a podcast. Sometimes I feel like I'm marking the top of I'm the top signal of the crypto market. Yeah. So、uh, which is okay. You know, I'm willing to 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 sacrifice myself. You know, if that means, you know, we can have some fun here. But、um, yeah, we do have some good moments. You know, in, in this iteration of the podcast, and I just want to ask you, what is your favorite moment in this podcast this year? Ooh, favorite pod moment. Hmm. That's a good one. I, I would I would say it probably is the.、Um, I'm going to get a little sentimental here, but I think the the live pod that we did,、right. um, that was cool. I don't I don't think I've ever done anything like that. I mean,、I've, that's going to be my answer. Oh, that's going to be yours. <laughs> Shit,、uh, I'll change it real quick. Exactly.、Uh, no, no. no. Well,、through. part of that was just that, like, you know, kind of the a little. In the sausage making, right? Like you know, I'll kind of right, create right. the openings for these, and sometimes I'll think about them way ahead, and sometimes I won't. And、yeah. for for the the Santa Coin episode, which was like our you know like、uh, our our live episode, I、yeah. kind of thought of that whole thing、um, kind of on the fly, and I was really proud of it. <laughs> it yeah, oh really? <laughs> it was pretty good. Like you know, and I, like. Normally you're chuckling, and I I see your like your your voice reverberations on the recording software that we use, but like you know、uh-huh. to actually see you kind of chuckle and laugh in person, it was it was cool, man. It was refreshing. It was, um, it was a different experience than anything I've I've ever experienced before. It was probably one of my favorite、uh, favorite moments on the pod. You know what? For for this question, I actually wrote down Santa Coin song. With 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 Fody in person. No,、so、you didn't. You and I literally were so insane on that one. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't plan this in advance. So that you legitimately、no. wrote that down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That yeah, was that、amazing. was that was fun, man. That was a good、yeah. time. I think I think that was, um, you know, I, it was something different for us at、yeah. least on doing this.、So. We should do that more often in the future. Yeah, 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 man. Next、Invite、time, next、down. time I come down to. 
New York. Or you can invite me down there too. I want to see your studio. You know, I want to see what you guys working with. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um. Okay. Yeah. So that was good. So um, that was fun, man. I mean, just talking about things and you asking me questions and this is going to be our least listened to episode because people are like oh this asshole is talking a lot i don't want to hear a lot of that um and maybe, maybe the only reason they tune in was to listen to you oh man that. man you know with all the meme coins out there you wouldn't be surprised you know you gotta dumb it you gotta dumb it down a little bit for folks to get interested um yeah so i mean I don't know what to expect for, for 2022, um, compared, you know, compared to what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be an interesting ride. Um, I think coming into 2022, if we're going to see like a blow off top or if there's just too much investment in the market, but, um, I'm eager to, I'm eager to, to take this, this trip with you. And, and if it goes bare, then everyone knows that's why the podcast died. Right. Uh, Because you you is no longer interested. We marked the the top, right? (laughs) So it already, it's already going down from here. So, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we should touch on um, this week? No, no. I think um, that's. Pr- I think we should just put a bow on it. You know, like just last thing I'll th- I'll say is, um, yeah, I I feel very grateful. Like we were able to to get this thing going. Like you know, mm-hmm. I've I've learned a lot from you. You know, with your pers- different pr- perspective from mine. You know, even if. Um, I feel like you've been around um, for for a while, so yeah, definitely appreciate we are able to do this path to podcast, and I hope to to run this more with you in twenty twenty two. Yeah, man, and and just for our listeners, um, happy New Year. Um, we hope that you all stay have a happy and and most importantly a healthy New Year with the with the state of the world and and how things are nowadays. It's crazy with the Omicron variant and, um, you know, everyone's holiday plans are getting screwed up. And, um, we really, you know, if you've, if you live, if you've listened this long to the podcast, we really, really appreciate you all coming and spending some time with us, uh, you know, at least once a week, uh, to talk about things and just, uh, hopefully bring a little joy, uh, back into your lives and, and, and to help you smile a bit. So it, it makes us smile and, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. So, absolutely, stay stay bullish with with the the market, but also your health. That's nice. yeah, absolutely. And we will catch you next time. Stay safe out there, space cowboys. All right, happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year.